0: Mr.
1: Pop. (laughs) How do you scan a horse? I don't even know where the barcode is.
2: This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rock and Roll, the podcast, fully vaccinated, ready to go. We're back in uh, the the shackles have been lifted. So there'll be a, you'll notice today that this podcast will have a whole different attitude to what you've uh, had to put up with over the last few months because the three people involved have been in lockdown. But now the shackles are off. We're out and about again. We're even going to visit regional Victoria. Even if we don't want to, we're going to do it uh, because uh, the lockdown restrictions have finished. So there'll be a whole new attitude in this program. So sit back, relax and enjoy rock and roll. My name's Kevin Hillier. With me, a whole new, refreshed, revitalised and re-energised Brian Mannix. That is total
0: bullshit what you just said,
2: Kevin. (laughs) Freedom. The
0: pub's still shut. You can only have 20 people in the pub. My body didn't even bother to open. I don't know what people were celebrating Freedom Day for. There was no fucking freedom. Excuse <laughs> the French. But no, no, not till Friday is
2: what you're saying come true. All right,
0: okay. Brian, not work well, beer without.
2: Right, okay. Uh, and uh, the other, of course, member of the threesome is the, uh, the wholesome family man uh, from the other side of the river, Mark Fine. How are you, funny I'm well. I agree with Brian. I'm not exactly
1: free, but then again, I don't know what I'd do with my freedoms anyhow. So maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i just a, you know, you become, what, what happened in Shawshank Redemption? I'm a, you know, I'm just a, I just a, um, I just can not make it on the outside. I'm a, right. I'm only, you know, I'm one of those types.
0: You've been incarcerated so long that Correct. you're used to it and you cannot,
1: survive with freedom correct i have just you know I need the system I need the lockdown
2: <laughs> actually I'm, yes, a bit I'm a bit frightened I am falling into that category where even though you know as you say from Friday we can do all those things but um, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm willingly going to because I, I don't know if I want to Oh, why, why wouldn't you want well, to I've sort go of had to the a, pub? Well, I, no. Well, I don't normally go to the pub anyway. But things like you know, emceeing events and all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure that I'm, 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 in the right frame of mind to do all that stuff. Like, in all mm. honesty, like my confidence levels, are, you know, uh, at an all-time low, lower than a shit carter's hat, um, and all those things, mm. and yeah, just sort of feeling a bit like, oh, okay, it's like almost like starting over again. I'm not, I'm not real comfortable a bit with that.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I've got to go and do gigs again. And it's like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. What are the words for that song? And oh, and i put on weight since I last saw them. Yep, me too. Mm,
2: there's, yeah. that, there's that thing when we always talk about, and as people who've, you know, done a lot of live stuff between the three of us, uh, be it radio or, or live stuff on stage, there's that little bit of adrenaline you get, which is good, but then when that adrenaline turns into anxiety, it's not good. No. No, that's true. It's I mean
1: yeah you like the you like the sort of um the excitement beforehand as you say a bit of nerves but yeah, I just wonder i just uh, I can understand you know anybody being very nervous about two years, especially people you know like yourself Brian and Kevin and even myself I did a lot of everything yeah you know you, you, you get into a pattern and you sort of yeah. You're two years older. You you're heavier. You you know there are people there. Who are you? What are you doing there?
2: Yeah yeah. You're two years out of the system basically, and you're coming back in. And uh, and and that rhythm that you get uh, being you know up on stage. All all those things are all gone. You're you're starting over again. And uh, and there's that doubt. There's that huge big doubt about you know what. You, well,
0: I think I think the spontaneous erections are, are part of the anxiety. Yes, yeah, you know you get up to MC and. Have a spontaneous erection. You're going to frighten people, and um, you know possibly take someone's eye out. And this is one of my greatest concerns. Um, you know, I've got a spontaneous erection right now for no reason, no good reason at all,
2: oh, other than I'm
0: talking to you two. Got into the gutter really quickly today, hasn't it, (laughs) kid? Oh, good God. Uh, No, because when you're sitting around at home for two years, you can just – Get a spontaneous erection any time of the day without upsetting anybody. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly you go, oh, shit, I've got to go back to work. I hope I don't hurt somebody with this spontaneous thing that's going on.
2: Oh, God. Uh, yeah. When I said, when when we talked about this podcast at the very beginning, I said, you know, we want it to be spontaneous. That wasn't exactly what I had in mind, Brian, but never mind. Oh, sorry, Phil. <laughs> well, I'll just put my pants back. Uh, I'll put my leopard skin jocks back on. Oh <laughs> uh, goodness me! What uh, what's your <laughs> week? What's, what's your week been like, Fanny? I'm not quite sure you follow an act like that, but anyway, what, what's your week been like, yeah, Mark?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's what they say. I just never follow kids. Yeah. and an animal act or Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's the new one mm-hmm. they've just added since COVID. Uh goodness yeah. me! <laughs> so. so oh. What has been <laughs> happening in the fine household that we can discuss, Mark?
1: Uh, we've had a car self combust. What? It, mm. um, yeah, sort of started driving. It's the Mrs.'s car and it's started of making some noises or whatever. And then I got in it and it sounded like it was going to explode and you could smell the diesel all coming up into the car. Uh oh. So I took the dangerous drive back to where I bought it in Cook's Man's Motors. Yep. And. I thought there's no way it's going to make it, the noises it was making. Anyhow, it turns out there's a hole in the, um, oh, what's it called? I don't know, bits of cars. It's a path that's in a fall with a drive. Um drive. The manifold? The, the drive. Oh, okay. The track in the teeth. And, yeah, it got some forks in the fix. so we're contemplating whether to save it or not to save it and so yeah, did, it, did, did
2: it actually – did it uh, Did it ignite? Did it blow up or did it no, – No, it got there.
1: But, yeah, it was Um, – I've never driven in a car that was more likely to catch on fire or just stop or just fall apart. It just it was making all the right noises and smells to explode, but it got there. Jeez. Well – You
0: need to put it down.
1: <laughs> get, it, yeah,
0: get a car like that. you got to put it down, mate. It's um, – no, it's it's cool to the car, mate. It just
1: <laughs> that's right. You know,
0: it's get some. Uh. You know, get put it in a box and get another car has an exhaust pipe hooked up to the box and just catch oh, the thing. Right, put it, put it down and then dig big, dig a big hole. If you don't have a spontaneous erection and bury the frigging thing, Sorry. that's the only way to do
2: it. Is, funny. Today's program brought to you by the letter E. We've had erection and euthanasia. <laughs> God knows what we're going to get to next.
0: <laughs> oh, look, you know, I'm just concerned about the, the well-being of the car. Yes, yeah,
2: good, good, Brian. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> I, it's care, just... I care about it too <laughs> much. Judge Judy's, too Judge, much. Judge Judy's got a lot to worry about because I think we're about to have uh, you know, Barrister Brian come in and start well, pontificating. Look,
0: I, can't, I can't help it, Kev. It's just the way I am. I just care too much. <laughs> I really do. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure you get plenty of letters each week about the show saying, look, we love Brian, but he, he just cares too much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we do get a lot yeah. of that. That is a recurring theme. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I'm good. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Now, what has been happening in your world, Mr Mannix?
0: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what's been happening in my world.
2: Why did I ask that question? (laughs) Well,
0: no, it's been really good, actually. They've had every James Bond movie on. Oh, right. And they're working working their way through it, Um, you know, so I've been watching James Bond every night and – My God, there's some great things in those movies, but they're up to Roger Moore at the moment. And Roger Moore, could you get a more appropriate name for a James Bond character, Roger Moore? I reckon in Live and Let Die, he rooted seven people. And in The Man with the golden gun. he did just as well. He is just a slut, and that's (laughs) Roger Moore. But what I didn't know, which I found out, there were two other guys going for the role, which Roger Moore got. Now, how do you pronounce this, Kev? W-H-E-T. Wet. Wet. Well, Dick Wet. he was up for the job, but he didn't get it. Oh, no. Um, You've
2: made that up, Mannix. No,
0: no, no. Dick Wet was there, but Roger Moore got the part. And finally, how do you pronounce this? S-U. Yeah. And then ko double double
1: if F. Gap, it's yeah, okay, it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting sucked in by that one, literally. <laughs> well,
0: Johnny Sukoff, I think he's saying. I think that's how he right it. I think, um, yeah, I don't know how he pronounce it, but Johnny Sukoff and Dick Wet. They missed out on the role, and Roger Moore got the part instead. Right. So there you go, a little bit, a little bit of trivia, James Bond trivia a for you.
2: Bond trivia. Thank you very much. Because the was it No Time to Die is the new film, I think, with Daniel Craig. Yes. Yes. Okay. Begs the question. Um, around the table begs the question. Who's your favourite James Bond out of all the ones that have done it? Uh, finey?
1: Oh, I'm not really a James Bond fan, so I saw a few. I saw a few of the Roger Moores, but I can't. I can't put a nomination in because I'm really not. I haven't seen any of them. I don't think I've seen any after Roger Moore, and I'm not interested. Never saw Pierce.
2: Was it Pierce Brosnan did it after Roger Moore? No. No. Yes. No. It was Timothy Dalton. That's right. Sorry. Yes. And then it was
0: Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. And
2: then Daniel Craig. Yeah. Is that right? So we got George Lazenby, Sean Connery. Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig—is that all of them?
0: And the Australian George Lazenby. Yeah, yeah is that I George Lazenby? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about yeah. all of them.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I, can't, I can't. No, can't help you. All right, Brian, who's your favourite?
0: Why, oh, sure Sean Connery. Yeah,
2: me He's too. money for
0: him. Yeah, Sean Connery's the best. And he looks like he can fight. He looks like he can pick up chicks. And whereas Roger Moore just looks like he's there just for the girls. I think Dick Wett would have played it much better. But anyway. Did you um, did you
2: ever see Roger Moore in The Saint? Yeah, look, I'm a bit of a fan of Roger yeah, Moore, me but too. In, in, in James Bond, he's dressed like your
0: grandfather. He's got Safari suits and safari shirts and and you know, even in a view to a kill, he's seventy two when he's making the film and he's he's rooting everybody. In you know, at 72, yeah, and he but just he looked, like your right?
2: And fair, what? fair crack of the whip. He only looks 68. Well, i suppose,
0: but or maybe 69. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> oh
2: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, what's in the water in Airport West this week? Jesus, um, I, think, I think there was scotch in the water last <laughs> night. So, um, I, think yeah. there, I think there might have been.
0: Um, uh, I might have a beer in a minute. Just yeah. Get yeah. back. Get back to where I was, rather, than just pretend that I'm not
2: right now. So we've uh, we've covered that. You've been. Watching. I wonder what why there was a Roger Moore reference in the text you sent me last night when you were complaining about the a um, uh, sort of a visual shape of the chart. You mentioned Roger Well, I
0: can't, I can't remember what I said about Roger It's <laughs> too engrossed in the, But the chart, yes. oh, look, the chart you said it this week, I'm going to need one in Braille from now on well, because think- it's, that, it's that blurry. Yeah. I can't. I can barely see it.
2: Well, I think the distortion's coming from inside the room, not not uh, from necessarily <laughs> the chart. To be honest, I think there might be something internally with you, Brian, that you might need to address at a later date. Um, I think it's. I think the the um, spontaneous erections and the loss of sight is uh, is something it's that all might, connected. Is something it's that might connected. be. That might be hand in hand, if you know what I mean. Ah. Oh. Goodness me, I never even considered that, but you're probably right. Yes, Jeff. your mother was right. All, all these years, your mother was absolutely correct. We'll get to the chart because uh-huh. it's an interesting one and already we've had uh, a uh, quite a few responses on, uh, on the Facebook page and we thank the people who've uh, sent us their top three, uh, good and bad. Uh, now, Brian, I don't know if you've caught up with this, but there's a new phenomenon uh-huh. that has entered the world in the last seven days. Is you talking about the new poo jogger in Brighton? Well... Well, the poo jogger's taken a new turn. Well, what's happened with the poo jogger? How has the art of poo jogging been improved? It's yet? been elevated, Brian. Oh, fantastic. There is now, for all well, to see... I'm standing up while well, well, Sorry, go. Yeah, well, you're on the money. Um, you're absolutely on the money because there's now, uh, and I think it's in that side of town, a poo cyclist. Oh, woo! <laughs> what well, hit the run. So we're, yeah, this is getting closer to becoming an Olympic event with every, uh, you know, elevation and evolution of this particular um, genre, if you want to call it that. Um, so we got the poo jogger and now we have the poo yeah. cyclist. We now just have to have the poo swimmer and we can do a triathlon. Wow. Well,
0: who was that girl that's been swimming across the uh, English Channel breaking the record? Chloe across
2: and back. Chloe McCarnell.
0: Well, you know. She used to be in the hundred meters, in the hundred meters, and she'd come out in that interview and she'd go, Well, I left it all in the pool there. (laughs) And he'd look back in the pool and there's this big brown trail in the water. He did leave it all in the pool. And now she's doing it in the English Channel with no regard for climate change. She's just pooing all through the English Channel. Yeah, you know, spontaneous erection
2: and pooling. We're only about ten minutes in. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, we're on a we're on a roll for those of you who've just joined us. Um, so how does
0: the poo cyclist work,
2: Ted? Well, I haven't seen it, but uh, Higo, who uh, who was on our uh, Food Bites podcast and it was a radio announcer in in Melbourne, um, posted yeah. it and I was alerted to it. Now I'm not quite sure if the if the, the if she stays on the cycle and does it? Uh, mm. But it's you can have a look at he goes Instagram or his uh, Twitter feed. And you can you can see it there. I haven't put myself through it yet, but it's a real. He'd probably,
0: yeah. She'd probably have to leave me side saddle it if she didn't get off the bike.
2: Oh, I'm sure there's some sort of uh, you, you can know. It at, you can get a bit of
0: speed up with your pedals. <laughs> swing yourself around sideways. I, I, I do believe. Twist your ass in the air. <laughs> pop one out. Hopefully it snaps off clean and then you're back on your pedal. That'll be all right. That should be an Olympic sport. Uh, there you
2: go. And they actually even caught the cyclist's face on uh, on CCTV. So not only the rear end but the top end as well.
0: No, hang on a second. They thought they caught the cyclist's face, kid. but it, they thought they, they were looking for somebody who looked like Winston Churchill smoking a cigar, but
2: <laughs> they,
0: they were photographing the wrong end.
1: Oh, God. Jesus. Oh. Right.
2: You still with us, Fanny? <laughs> I just can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> I'll be quiet now. <laughs> oh, goodness me. All right, now I want to, I want to, introduce, I want to introduce a new subject. Yeah. Um, the Melbourne Cup, Fanny, <laughs> uh, it's on on Tuesday. Uh, are you excited? Uh, look, I'm not really excited,
1: but I must say that I was, you know, just at home without having a bet or anything. I uh, watched the Cox um, Play. Yep. and that was pretty interesting. You know, it was a very tight race, and then we had the protest. So I actually found myself quite engrossed without having a financial involvement. So that's good. Yep.
2: Now, I, I was in the car driving home, and I heard the result of the race, and then I flipped over to listen to some music. Um, I didn't realise there was a protest until I read it in the paper the next morning. Um, did they? Uh, did Did you see the? Because I love protests because you, you they take you into the stewards room and you hear the jockeys talk about yeah. it, and then the owners talk about it, and then the trainers talk about it, and you get both sides of the argument. Well, I, I find it fascinating. But, but, but this one, Keith, I was just saying, "Black lives matter."
0: this was just seemed like a really ridiculous protest to me, <laughs> considering it was a horse race, but. Sorry, I'm interrupting.
2: Yes. What happened to I'll be quiet from now on? What? It
0: didn't last for so long, but no. now I'm going to be quiet. I'm
2: going to be quiet now. So, starting now. Good. So I, I gather that Craig Williams shot the protest in really quickly, but then you didn't get all the drama in the stewards' room. No, because of COVID, they,
1: they said they couldn't go in there and bring up the drama of the oh. room. But it was interesting, all the sort of commentators on racing.com, they had different opinions and quite rightly, the longer a protest goes, the more it's likely to be upheld. So it went for quite a long time. I personally couldn't see it being upheld. I just thought, you know, you, you just need to really create more interference and I reckon happened in that race. and. The second horse had a chance
2: to sort of straighten up and come again. So I think it was the right decision to yep. dismiss it. Yep. And uh, an Irish horse uh, got the chocolates and uh, Animo, which was the one that Craig Williams was on, missed yep. out. right. And Peter Moody has the favourite for the uh, for the Melbourne Cup, uh, incentivised. Uh, it looks like uh, he's, he's the first uh, major, if you want to call them majors, that he won was the Caulfield Cup the other week. So he might uh, he might finally get a Melbourne Cup in his possession. And... Uh, one of the nicer blokes of uh, of racing around at the moment.
1: I don't fancy. I don't
0: fancy his chances, kid.
2: Oh.
0: Not at all. Certainly during the protest, the police shot him with pepper spray and a rubber bullet, and he's not feeling too well. <laughs> right. And he might not be able to race. He might not be able to race because of injuries sustained during the protest. Right.
2: Thank you. Um, <laughs> no,
0: no, I'm going to be quiet now. Thank
2: you. Um- <laughs> <laughs> but he is, it's, it's a, I mean, it's not a good racing story when you see why he was out of the game for a few years, but he's back in it now. And he is one of the, he's one of the really good blokes I've found uh, the dealings I've had with him. Finally, you had much to do with Moody? Yeah, I've interviewed him I interviewed, interviewed him a few times.
1: And yeah, very, very media friendly. And I'm pleased for him. He's got a fantastic horse in incentivise, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's a real fighter. So uh, they're the sort of horses you want. And, Obviously, Gee, I'll tell you one thing about this carnival. They're they're really sort of been spooked by the anti-racing people, and there we had that scratching from the Cox Plate, and I think another one's come out now from the Melbourne Cup. But they they're going to be very careful. They don't want any more injuries in that race. They've had a loss.
2: Well, their their bloody scanning machine broke down. the The scanning machine yeah. that does the full how body scan, scan. How do you scan a horse? I don't even know where the barcode is. <laughs> I'm
1: not sure either. Yeah. <laughs> those, anti, those anti-racing people, Jeff,
0: yeah, they're not going to be able to go to bars or the footy or anything unless they've got the, the tick to say that they've been, you know, there's not an anti, you've got you can't be anti-racing or anti-vaxxing if you want to go out. Fair enough. That's it, Right, right. Not so
2: good. Not so good. That one. All right, move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh boy, you're right though. They um, the 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 race needs to to get through unscathed uh, from from all those things. But their their scanning machine's broken down. They've got a part being flown in from somewhere. Got probably the same part that is coming in to fix your car, finally Yeah, exactly. Um, so they want to make sure it'll that- be. Yeah, it'll be expensive and. Um, Probably not
1: worth it, therefore. But those those engineers at Wuhan, they do make good parts.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I've <laughs> d- been quiet now, Kevin. Really, okay. So that's the Melbourne ah. Cup. Uh, have you have you had a look over the field at all? Finally, to have a look to see what you might if uh, picking a family sweep or one of those things. Yeah, no, I haven't actually seen the. Uh, it's, it's, well, we're going to wait till
1: after the Derby, game yeah. for the yep.
2: final field. Yeah, the field itself won't come out until Saturday night. I haven't really checked it.
1: Okay. I haven't had a bet for ages. You know, I am only bet when I go to the TAB. I'm not opening any accounts. Well, so,
2: from Friday and I'm Saturday, totally I suppose you can up. do that. Well, they're going to, there's going to be a crowd of Derby Day on Saturday, and I think the – is it 5,000 or 10,000 they're going to have at the Melbourne Cup?
1: 10,000. Uh, 10,000. 10, there
2: you go. Um, 5,000 on Derby Day. You're right. Oh, that'll be good. It'll give it a bit of atmosphere because uh, racing needs that, uh, particularly those big races. They really need that atmosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah, it means
2: more buzz, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: but they need Need atmosphere and probably a few horses as well. Yes, if um, without the atmosphere, you know, I probably need the horses more than the atmosphere. But, oh, no, um, I agree. Anyway. They
2: go hand in hand. Oh, no, I had that conversation with Brian Martin on my radio show last week about the fact that everyone's been talking about, oh, there's no people at the races and it's different. Imagine if there's no horses at the races. Then then you've got a problem. Absolutely, you do. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a
0: bunch of little men running around in brightly coloured clothes. <laughs> uh, yes. Actually, it sounds a lot like the uncanny X-Men,
2: right? Really. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All <laughs> those little men running around in brightly coloured clothes. All they need to do is learn the chorus of Everybody Wants to Work, and, and off they go. Oh, uh, why they go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be snazzy for the couple, wouldn't
0: it?
2: Mm. Now, I know you've been watching James Bond. Uh, I've been watching a fair bit of the, uh, the T20 World Cup, uh, finally. Have you cast your eyes across that?
1: I've been watching it as much as I can. I've really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the preliminary. Yeah, me too. And now we're getting into the, yeah. You know, now we've had almost a week of the main main game. And, yeah, it's, it's been very good. It's, Australia surprised me. They did well. I'm <laughs> not convinced by their batting, but we'll wait and see. Um, obviously, Pakistan over India was the standout story. But I'm a big fan of Afghanistan, and they annihilated. Scotland last night. They're bloody good. The Afghanistan.
2: That was on late. I didn't see that one. I watched Namibia. Who did they beat to to get into the uh, the final at the end? Ireland. They beat Ireland. Uh, Ireland. Yeah. In that qualifying match. That was a terrific game. I really enjoyed that one.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know how Namibia is going to go in the main main game. But- oh no. Actually, they had that really good play. They got that really good player Weezer who plays for South Africa. Boy, does he give
2: the ball contempt? Yes, the big tall bloke with the—he looks like he could be a member of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, correct. He, he bowled and he hits the ball a mile. Yeah, he does. He's a good. Uh, good batsman. Hey, what about the West Indies? Though, are they not? Um, I mean, they're built for T Twenty cricket, but <laughs> they're they're built to give you some form of everlasting memory whenever they walk onto a T20 ground.
1: I mean, they could easily come out next game and win it, couldn't they? But they are, you, would, you wouldn't back them with, you know, I wouldn't back them with Brian's money. They're just so untrustworthy.
2: Oh, to be all out for 55. I mean, they the first over, yeah. you know, dot ball, dot ball, dot ball, dot ball, and then I think it, uh, the Elvis, the, the opening batsman, belts one over the bowler's head for six, and you think, okay... That's what they'll do. But, but then like an hour later, they're all out for 55.
1: Yeah, they are. I think they're past their youth by date, by the way, a few of their players. And then again, you can say that about Australia too, probably. So, yeah, they're, they're not trustworthy. No. i I put, put a line through them on the basis of that 55,
2: yep. to be honest. I agree. Uh, who do you think going to finish? I mean, India being beaten, obviously, as you mentioned, was a shock. Uh, Pakistan thrashed them. Um, who have you got in your final of the T20? I'm
1: thinking uh, England versus, I mean, it's easy to say Pakistan now because they've India, but yep. they're, they're a bit inconsistent as well. There's New Zealand in that group. They go okay. India will fight back. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say England, Pakistan, because Pakistan are up and running, aren't
2: they? Yeah, I still think India will make it. I just got to, they're, they're too good a side not yep. to make it. Yep. I don't think I don't think we'll make it, but um, I don't think England will make it either. I'm a bit, a bit in the kind of India-Pakistan that might be who gets through in the end. I'm not sure if that'll
1: yeah, but, that'll work. Yeah, so
2: they're on the same side of the draw, so they can't leave my side. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, that's the T20 World <laughs> Cup. We watched that uh, with interest. Um, just want to get your thoughts uh the Alec Baldwin movie situation huh? I find that really really sad. Now you've been on movie sets Brian? I've I've never been on one. Um I'm I'm just assuming that Fine, he's probably not been on a movie set. Um No, I haven't. Did that? I'm really I'm really surprised
0: that it could happen. Um, we you know, on an X-Men film clip we um still waiting and when we made our X-Men movie we had an armorer because um, we had guns and we were shooting things. Yeah. And the armorer, he had all these great rifles and things in his boot and that, but he was so meticulous about, you know, even though it wasn't loaded, you weren't allowed to aim it at anybody and they give it to you just before the shot. And it was, it just seemed incredible that it, it, you can put a gun on that's going to actually shoot something. And you know, I know Nick Owens Drummer used to shoot um, a shot sawn off shotgun in his drum solo. And he'd have cardboard wads in that, but even they ricocheted off the, a plastic duck and hit Ronnie in the side of the head and caused him to bleed. But
1: oh. yeah, his armor is armour is a really hang good, on, in hang particular on, somebody, somebody shot cardboard wads
0: off a yeah. duck. Well, when the Squid <laughs> first started, it was our first time with Nick. He for some reason he wanted to call himself Nick Apocalypse and he wanted his drum solo to be great. So he'd do the drum solo and then he'd pull out the shotgun and shoot a shot in the air and then he'd run out to the front and shoot the audience. And on this particular night we had a plastic duck blower from the ceiling. And he shot the duck. But the duck, the wad came out of the the cardboard wad came out of it the 'cause like a shotgun shell with cardboard instead of pellets and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it yeah. Hit, hit the duck and then ricocheted into the side of Ronnie Gonzo's head and I'm watching and there's all this blood coming out of the side of Ronnie's head and the duck had this big dint in it. So, yeah, I suppose I can, but I'm not that – no, I'm surprised that it could happen. That was – you know, that wasn't an armour. That was just Nick being drunk. But um, with an armour, I'm really surprised it could happen and, and I feel terrible for um, Alec Baldwin. How would you feel? So,
2: yeah, I thought it shocking.
0: Shocking. Yeah, no. I, I found it really surprising and I think somebody will end up in jail over
2: it. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. obviously there'll be legal ramifications that'll go on for, for years and years, but it doesn't bring back the, the poor woman that died. Um I, I, I the thing that I keep scratching my head about is why would why would there be any live rounds whatsoever on a make believe movie set? I, I just I shake my head and just couldn't work out why there would be any given that, you know, um, was it Brandon Crowe who, uh, who died? There was another actor who, who died. There was, I think there was a, a gunshot incident on a film set here in Australia. And just the, why you would have a live round of any description near a gun on a movie set. You know, I mean, we watch...
1: Because, because you'd be very lucky to find a square kilometre in America that doesn't have live rounds
2: of ammunition yeah. and guns in them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That probably answers the question. It, it happened in America, I don't think. Now, Brian, can I just go back to your Uncanny X-Men story?
0: The duck and that, the, the shotgun. Yeah.
2: I, I wanted to ask why you had a duck lowered from the ceiling. How big was the duck and what was the significance of the duck to It'll, the act?
0: Well, we used to just do stupid things, and we were playing at the Torquay Hotel, and they had these rafters above the stage, so we could lower on a fishing line at an appropriate time. We could lower things from the ceiling. Um, right. we, they lowered, the, my manager at the time he used to love this sort of stuff. He used to work for Blue Echoes, so he'd lower the duck down for Nick to shoot, and then I'd be talking, and suddenly this like a little, you know, like one of those... Fish you get for bait would lower down from the roof and just be right next to my face while I was talking in between songs. It was just stupid things that we used to do, right? Um, you know, people love to see a fish come down from the ceiling oh. while they're watching your rock band. They love it.
2: Yes. Why? Why a duck though?
0: Um, we probably just had the duck, and so because because we just had a prop box, and we go, "Ah, let's use this tonight." Or, oh right, okay. You know, so yeah, but um, we didn't have a duck all of a, the duck made noise as well before Nick shot it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We were 19 or 18 and 19, and, oh. you know, I think alcohol affected us differently in those mm-hmm. days.
2: Yep. Mm. Yep. Not for, yes. pe- not for people who heard the first 20 minutes of this program. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no. I,
1: want to go, I want to go back to the Alex Baldwin thing for a second. Yep. Yes. I think the general consensus is that people feel pretty bad for Alex Baldwin and et cetera, et cetera. I don't. I think he's a. I think he's absolutely culpable. Oh really? Wow. Well, hang on. Hang on. Have you ever held a gun? Uh yes, yes. I have. I mean, I've probably been. I have. I'm holding one right now. <laughs> Brian, you idiot. <laughs>
0: Just in case this this podcast doesn't go well, I'm ready. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. Go on, funny. So, if you hold a gun, would you ever, ever? Hold the gun. I'm not saying you pointed it at that, but hold the gun that's clearly being held in the direction of people then pull the trigger. What was he thinking? Yeah, I don't well. care whether it's what 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 situation with any any gun safety or or, or gun protocol did that bullet have hit a person? Seriously. Somebody mm. handed him a gun. And then, he, and then well, he handed him a gun. It wasn't in the scene of the movie. Oh, here's a gun. And the person who handed it him it the it was safe, right? Yes. He said it was a
0: cold gun. Yep.
1: yep. Cold gun. So what do you do next? Cock it and fire and press the trigger? What is he? An idiot? Wasn't was he, he, it a part of, Wasn't it part of a scene or something? Yeah, he was practising
2: what they call, and I don't know what this is, uh, he was practising a cross draw in this scene. He was sitting in a... Uh, what I've read is that he was sitting in the oh. pew of a church, and yep. he like he was he was sitting down, and he had to do a cross draw, which I'm assuming is pulling the gun out from one side of your body, like with on your left side of your body with your right hand, pulling it across yeah. your body, and then and pretending to fire at whatever it is you're pretending to fire at. So yeah. in the rehearsal,
1: he pressed the trigger.
2: Oh uh, I guess so. Yeah, I, so the I'm, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm. I haven't. I haven't read anything more apart from that. But yeah, that's what you assume. I haven't read anywhere that it accidentally went off, as in yeah. there was yeah. no one pulling the trigger. I mean, obviously, someone. I guess had to pull the trigger. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's an interesting, but interesting. If you, if I was an actor,
0: right? Well, I am occasionally. Yep. But um, and I had to do a cross draw and I've got a big gun thing that's going to go bang and make noise, I'd probably want to practice it because if you're, you know, in a movie with a gun, they say that one of the worst things you can do is blink when the gun goes off because it makes you look like you've never had a gun in your life. If you watch Schwarzenegger and all them guys, generally when they shoot, they just keep their eyes, make very conscious efforts not to blink because you look like a dickhead. And so... Even though they weren't filming, if I was him, I'd probably still want to run it once or twice before we actually film so that I can hear how loud it is and get my face ready for when I do it off the camera. Um,
1: so, yeah, look, I can understand why he would try it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if that's standard practice, then fair enough, but that's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, well, and why was somebody who's not in the scene in the firing line well, she's the, she's the director of photography, so she's the camera woman.
0: So he might be sitting there going, okay, so I'll shoot the first one at the camera and then I'll shoot the second one over here. They were doing a, so line, a
2: line of sight um, test as well from what I what I read.
0: Yeah, so basically he pulls the gun out and the camera is being the person that he's shooting, his point of view. So therefore, how- he, he's pulling the, the gun out and shooting at the camera, I guess.
1: Yeah. I'm assuming that the force of the bullet was it was so powerful because another person got injured. Yeah. And, and it initially said like two people had been shot. Well, normally that means two bullets have been fired, but yeah. this no. must have been the one bullet.
2: He was leaning over her shoulder, I believe, from what I what I read the, uh, the I read. So he yeah, was he probably he, yeah.
0: He's looking into the see what the camera's capturing.
2: Some, yeah. Something like that I've done uh, well the, and the amazing thing is that, you know, you're on a movie set and I don't think there's any footage of it. They weren't filming.
1: I mean look look, it is an absolute tragic accident. I understand that, but maybe they need to consider gun safety on on, oh. on movie sets. If they're just pulling triggers all the time to get used to the sound of them, that is dangerous. Yeah. Well the thing is that they
0: don't even need to have blanks and that is you know, most of the movies these days, it's just a guy with the gun and he's going click, 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 click. There's and, no dubbing, yeah. and they dub in the, the you know the fire yeah, and cool. the smoke and the, and even the shell coming out of the gun. Yep. Um But I saw a, a guy on TV or YouTube talking about it. He said it always does look better when you've got the blank because the actor, the smoke comes out and the actors sort of perform it better. But I wouldn't be surprised if after this. It'll be all, you know, CGI gun work. You know, you'll hold the plastic gun or something, but they'll dub in the smoke and the flame coming out of the thing and all that. Because they can do it. They can do it really well at CGI. Yeah.
2: And I, finally, I think you made a really good point. When you said you'd be lucky to find a square kilometre of American soil where there's not guns going off. Uh, one story I read, and I don't know that this is true, I just read this story, was that members of the crew were, were, were using the guns for target practice um, off the to the side of the set, uh, out of shooting hours. so they were kind of doing yeah, that. So they, that, they probably got left one in the chamber, and who knows? And, who knows? So the
0: armour, the armorer should have found that, and I'm surprised an armour would let any of the crew use any of the
2: guns.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I she's in a, she's in for a hell of a she's going to be in a hell of a lot of pain. That uh, armour is ultimately her responsibility. Yep. Uh, however, as much as it is her responsibility. I still expect James Heard to be laid off for a year because
2: of it. <laughs> right. Now on that note, let's go to the blurry chart, Brian. Oh, the blurry no, it's, chart. That, it's goodness. Yeah, all right. State. So now it's just, like, now just it's before like reading underwater without goggles. Right, which you'd actually should be pretty good at. Um, oh, okay. Well, if you want to be in the poo jogging Olympics, you're gonna to have to uh, you're gonna have to do that because it's now three legs. So I'm poo jogging right now as we speak. Yeah? yeah, now this chart 9th of April 1982, the, the the first thing that strikes you about this chart apart from it being blurry, Brian, is that mm. there is an Australian number 1 single and album. That is quite uh, quite brilliant. It's grouse. Uh and uh an Australian number 2 album as well. Uh but uh, moving pictures, what about me was the number 1 single and Days of Innocence the album was the number 1 album. That's that's a stunning achievement, I reckon.
0: Well, it is. I think What About Me was the best song on the album. Um, It's very Bruce Springsteen-like. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Bust
2: Bust and Loose" was very much a Bruce Springsteen-sounding type song. Yeah, I think Alex was a big
0: Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah. That's why he's got the telecast guitar and plays it. Yeah. Okay.
2: And the singlets, the whole whole thing. Whole package. Whole package. Yeah. Um, All right. So... The three good and bads. Now, I'll go through uh, during uh, this uh, some of the ones we got off Facebook, which are uh, some terrific responses uh, from uh, some of our, the people that listen to this on Facebook. But, finally, please kick us off. Yep. Your number three, and I know you've got a, a truckload of bads, but you've had to whittle. Oh, them yeah. down. What what have you whittled down to in your, uh, your number three spot? Okay, so my number three good in
1: the pest mode just can't get enough. Ah. So I
2: thought was a pretty good song. Getting a resurgence now because it's the song that Channel 10 and Paramount have used as the theme for the soccer commercial they're running.
0: They're also mm-hmm. using it for Viagra, so it just can't get it up. Yes. And that's proving to be quite effective as well.
2: Exactly. Thank you, Brian.
0: I'm quite good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and your number three bad? You've, w- <laughs> you've wade well, through the pile. Yeah, well, I mean...
1: Anything this bloke does is always going to come sharply into focus. Focus is terrible, mm-hmm. and he had two in the charts. But I'm going to go for the absolutely sickening song, "Wide for Sound" by Cliff Richard.
2: Oh, Ooh. now let me go to before I go to Brian. Let me go to one of the people who made a comment uh, about that particular. Um, Song it's it's it Bob's up in a few of the comments, but Wayne, who uh, contributes to our Food Bites, um, podcaster uh, with some comments about on our food poll, has written this. That's actually a pretty high quality chart, apart from the turd on the putting green of music that is the saccharine laden, trump tanned, non-entity known as Cliff Richard. I would rather <laughs> I would rather drink barley tap water than listen to anything this holier than thou, pompous windbag is involved with. Yes. Yeah. Living, wow. living doll with the young ones being the obvious exception. Thank you, Wayne. He's got a way with words. Our way. He's got well a very said. good way with words. Yet on the on the um, almost Shakespearean kid. Yes. On the flip side, of that Kenny Francis, who's been on this program, actually gives yes. us his uh, top three good and bad. His worst, I'll leave out for mm-hmm. the moment, but it includes one that you just mentioned there on your on your best finding. His his number one worst is just can't get enough. But his best number one best song is Wired for Sound. And he writes... Well, Two cli- we could never go for, a, never go for a, a long drive in the country together. <laughs> well, you could, but only one of you would come back. Kenny um, <laughs> um, well, can, can likes small speakers. He
0: likes tall speakers, <laughs> so I think that's probably why he- he enjoys
2: the song. Right. He said two Cliff songs on the chart, one at number two and this former number one. Surely he's not cool now. Sure, sorry, sure he's not cool now, and I'm not sure he was even cool then, but this song was huge and everyone at school loved it. Still jumps out of the radio when I hear it today, and the song and video instantly take me back to 1982. It's pop perfection. Whoa. Wow. Wow. There about, you go. Don't know about that, Ken. But uh, everyone, as we say on this program, everyone's entitled to their opinion, which brings us to Brian and his blue- strong opinions here at Festival <laughs> Hall.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> comment.
2: <laughs> Righto. Now, uh, Captain Blurry Eyes, give us uh, give us your number three, good and bad.
0: Okay, my number three good good will be. Forever Now by Cold Chisel. Yeah, I don't know choice. what number it is. It's too blurry for me, Kev. It's number th-
2: 21.
0: Right. Forever Now by Cold Chisel. That's my third good one. Mm-hmm. My third bad one. Mm-hmm. Like, and like they just wandered across the southern border of America. I'm speaking of foreigner, And I don't know what happened. Some were along the line. Somebody cut foreigners' balls off. And they come out with this piece of shit called, I've been waiting for a girl like you to come into my life. Well, of course you've been waiting, you're a soft cock, and no girl wants to come in your life. You've got to get off your ass and go and impress the girl to start with, and this song isn't going to do it, so you get stuck.
2: Number 33, Foreigner. right Okay. My number three in the good... Uh, and I've got many, many to choose from. Uh, there were some beauties mm. here. Uh, there were yeah. some beauties. Uh, there's a lot in this. I like. Look, oh, look, Brian. At number 12, there's a Hall of Notes mm. song. But I, uh, but, but <laughs> Brian, Brian, finding I, yeah. can't, I can't go for that. So I'm moving a little, <laughs> full, oh. little further up, little further up. Now, at the time, I didn't like this song as much as I do like it now because I've actually come to appreciate this band more since they were around than when they were around, if that makes sense to you. Um, but I- I'm going to put my number three in as The Church Almost With You. Mm, good song. Because it's a song that when I look at this chart, it's a song, one of the songs on this chart that I actually would care to listen to now. And there's a lot on this chart I, I-, I wouldn't care to listen to again now.
0: I listen to it. Probably once a week, that song. I love that song. Yeah,
2: it's a good song. It's a really good song. There's a lot of stuff on this chart that is instantly forgettable and there's a lot of stuff on mm-hmm. this chart that's just plain bloody awful, uh, but that's that's one of the good ones. In the plain bloody awful, I'm sorry, but I just can't go past. Uh, where are, number. I, play, I actually played this on the radio uh, down on, in Geelong, uh Two weeks ago, I think it was a flashback weekend. Number twenty-seven, Homo Sapien by Peter Shelley. What a absolute piece of crap that is! Um, just an awful song. Mm. Uh, says a lot about nineteen eighty-two and some of the the dross that got through and was successful. And and that's that's certainly one of them is the old Homo Sapien. So that's my number three.
0: Homo Sapien two. Yeah, 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 that's
2: it. That's it, and. Mm. Uh, that's actually more tuneful than it is, than it deserves to be remembered as. Mm, okay. Funny. Fair enough. Number two. Uh, well, well well said. Thank you. Well said. I think that was very
1: well put. Well, first of all, I'll do my good. Yeah. Number two, good. And um, amen to the church, almost with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is getting... He gazumped me there, but I think I've been well gazumped. I think that song does stand the test of time. Yeah. So, yeah, not, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with that song. And I've lost my number two, and I don't want to use my number one. Where has it gone? Um, uh, you know, come back, come back.
2: He come on, you enough, back?
1: You're a number two jogger.
2: <laughs> well, do you want to find it and I'll go to Brian? He can do his number twos. Yeah, yeah. you me. We'll do our number twos and then we'll come back to yours. Okay, Brian, your number two, right. good and bad.
0: Um, well, my number two, good, was going to be almost with you, but since you said that. Oh, you can take it. You can have it, yeah. Well, no, no. I'm, I'm having okay. to put Richard Clapton in with I Am an Island. Yeah. I don't mind that song. Yep. I Am an Island.
2: Yeah. Some scroll. I not oh, Whoa. Yeah,
0: yeah, not bad. Now, Great and, Escape. Um,
2: that was the Great Escape album, which in this chart is at number six. So, there and good album, too, from Richard.
0: Yeah. You now, Terry Wong goes all right. Now, <laughs> um, now this song, that. this song, oh, this song stuck. This is right up there. With, we built this city on rock and roll, it's nearly as bad as that. Right. And I speak of, I don't know what number it is, Kev, it's too blurry for me. But everybody's working for the weekend. Oh, God help us! Number 30. What didn't Alec, did Alec Baldwin go down to the studio when they were recording now, start, that practice? Now, in
2: Brian, technique? Brian, no. What? Brian, hello. Brian, no, don't be doing that. Uh, that was Loverboy working for the weekend.
0: Oh, Loverboy, that guy with the little curly hair and he had a headband on, not that the hair would ever get in his eyes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, yeah, he looked like John McEnroe. Yes, And that. And the headband was actually there to hide the circumcision scar. <laughs> yeah,
2: so thanks. there you go. Thank you. Uh, surprisingly, though, that's bobbed up on a couple of people's uh, list of uh, songs that they really like out of uh, that particular era. I'm just trying to find uh, – yeah, Lawrence uh, said – he he looked at the – Lawrence looked at the albums in his comment and said uh, some great albums, uh, Circus Animals, Mark Gillespie's album, um, and uh, he said, I quite like working for the weekend in the singles. So uh, one of the few people that uh, went the other way. What's your number two – hang on. No, you've done a I'm in work for the weekend. Sorry. I apologise. Yeah, yes. Okay. So my number two – in the good and the bad mm. now in the yeah. bad oh geez there's so right. many that you could uh, that you could really pick up on here um, I'm not going to put him in but G shake and Steven C so you was he on the brink of getting included <laughs> So it's
0: just only the fact that we've spoken to
2: him is the only reason he didn't make much. Uh, and he is, and he's, and, you know, we had a great talk to him, and he's a ripping fella. So yeah, I won't put him in yeah. based on that. No, he's a good bloke. Yeah, he is a good bloke. Tell you what, I will put in though is uh, uh, it's the number thirteen song in there, and I must admit, I I don't like it at all. But I like the I like the bloke under normal circumstances, but Elton John's Blue Eyes, I'm sorry, just. Oh just a bit oh. a bit a bit on the sacchariny, sickly kind of um yeah. Never enjoyed that particular song very much. My number two oh, okay. good. Oh look, Brian, number twelve, hall of notes. No no. No, 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 I can't. I can't go for that. I can't go. For no,
0: no, 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 no one can no, go
2: for that. No, no, no. no, no I go. Oh, look, number twenty three. Hop, skip, jump by the orphans. Woo! All oh, um, right. <laughs> well, I'm be excited. No, that was the orphans. I'll tell you what I do like is and and it. I watched a clip of them from ten years ago performing this song, and it was awful. But the song itself, I still like, and I still think it uh, it jumps out of the uh, the radio and it has a bit of an Aussie flavour, is the song that is number six. Uh, It's called A Flash, and it's called Harden My Heart. Oh,
0: no, it's a poor man's liquid Mac, (laughs) kid.
2: There's no such thing, as there? (laughs) I'm going to harden my heart. No, I thought thought she she sang it well, and she's, she's a saxophonist.
0: She has sex oftener. She has sex the oftener. Does she?
2: I didn't say You're she's not going said... to turn this into another Viagra ad, are you, Brian? Uh, <laughs> harden my heart.
1: Yeah. Not only you're going to harden my heart with this new Viagra, <laughs> you're hardening everything. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Dial now. Uh, right now, the first 30 calls to get some steak
2: knives as well.
0: Thank you. I don't know why you wouldn't want steak knives and Viagra together, would no, you? I
2: wouldn't have thought I'd so. Not a good combination. Nah. Uh, and quarter flash came from, the name came from an Australian expression, which I wasn't terribly aware of, um, but I, I do remember talking about this on the radio at the time, where you were a quarter flash and three parts foolish, which was an old...
0: I thought it, I thought it was quarter flash and <laughs> No. <laughs> flash. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, no. We we understood it, Brian. Oh. We, we chose to ignore it. I'm getting a spontaneous erection. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Can you can you euthanise that uh, spontaneous <coughs> erection for us, please, Brian? Uh, finally, now have you found your place? Jumble. Yeah, yeah, get so. on your mat.
1: So, my number two, bad. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's with the Eurovision. If you in the Eurovision Song Contest and then you go mainstream, you're a big chance to be hopeless.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) And nothing sums up 1982's What Was Wrong With It, from the film clip to the song to everything. Everything repulsive about 1982 is the land of make-believe
2: by (laughs) shit. Yes. I knew you were going towards that. Um, Two boys, two girls, kind of like the prissy English version of ABBA, weren't they?
1: Yeah, terrible. 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 Wait, wait. Do
0: you reckon um, their name, Bucks Fizz, is a bit like um, Cunning
2: Stump? Or, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, you <laughs> move, move
0: around with the letters there. Oh, I
2: the, well, understand what you're doing. There's actually it becomes it becomes. I know, I know what it becomes. Fizz. Brian. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yes, they uh, they it out here. They came out to do countdown in the in around that time, around '82. Yeah, it was eighty two because I was in Melbourne um, when they came out. Uh, uh, Bucks fizz. I went
0: on as Bucks fizz, and they made some not a whole lot of money down in Gray Street with their other business. Yeah, is,
2: all right. It, yeah, right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh yes, they uh, they they like to party, the Bucks fizz people. Um, now your number really? you number two. Good. Now that we've. Fixed up. No, no I've done. I've done my number two good already. What was it? The church. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, we're, we're,
1: we're up to number
2: one. Right. Yep. Right right You go. You go first. Give us your number one good and your number one bad. Go for it, oh. Brian. Oh, I thought it was
0: finally, it's finally done. his number two. Yes. we came back to you? Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost yeah. with yeah. you. I'll number
2: look. two and land a and make-believe by Bucks Fizz. Mm. Yep. All right, then. well,
0: you're thinking I'm not ready, but I am. So here you go. <laughs> my number one. <laughs> Good one. Is um, look, I think it's a great song. Uh, it was, it's number one. What about me? I think um, it's just a very, very special song, and um, I think it's a great lyric that everybody relates to because everybody, at some point in their life, goes, "What about me?" Yep. So that's the number one good one, and the number one bad one. This will upset a few people, oh. but I don't care. This song annoys the crap out of me, and it split ends. Johnny, could you come? It's like, uh, it's like a Congo line. I hate that song. So that's my number one bad.
2: You just, don't, you just don't like Tim Finn, do you? You like Neil, but you don't like Tim. I'm not a fan of Tim's work. No, that's true to say, Kev. It mm. really is. Yep, yeah, no, I know. I know. That's become increasingly obvious to me over the years. I'm sure I'm sure he's a lovely
0: fellow. He is. Um, but he's really can write some crap songs.
2: Okay. All right, that's your number three in the bad. Your number one uh, number one, sorry, your number one is uh, what about me by moving pictures. Good vocal by performance by Alex Smith on that too. He deserves credit for that.
0: Well, it was just the um the guide vocal. The guy went in to play it and then Alex just sort of singing along so that they know where the, the track is. Yeah. And and he just came in thinking, Oh, you know, I'll go and record the vote. He said, No, you won't, that's it, you've done it. So it wasn't like Take four, it was, okay, let's just get a feel for this song. was you want to give it a guide singing, And he's just singing away so that they're playing, you know, they know where the song is they're up to. Wow. And uh, that was the vocal. He's a great singer, Alex Smith. And yeah. Shannon Knoll's version is down about seven tones from that. Uh, Shannon Knoll can't sing it in the key that Alex Smith can.
2: I don't like Shannon Knoll's version
0: at all. Well, Shannon's a very big guy and he's a friend of mine, so I'm going to say I love it. But um, yeah, I like I, I like Alex Smith's vocals on it better.
2: Yeah, me too, much better. All right, funny. Shorter than me. What do you got, funny? He can't. be. He's not shorter than you. He is shorter than me. Okay, <laughs> I'll take your word for that because I know you'd know. Um, all right, oh, funny. Yeah. What do you got? All right, my number one bad is a song that I hated then,
1: <laughs> and I hate it now. Right. It is the. National anthem of whinging and self pity, and it's called What About Me? Oh, <laughs> what a piss, what, what a what three minutes and 22 seconds of piss money that is. Oh, what about me? It isn't fair. Oh, wow, I haven't got my share.
2: Oh, <laughs> 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 what about me? Well, I I did not see that one coming. No, but I tell you, standing
1: you? at the corner shop, I would have liked something just to pull up, kick him right between the <laughs> legs, and drive off.
2: A drive off, nothing.
1: <laughs> what a wings that song! Oh, okay. I he does put up a
0: compelling case, kid. He really does.
2: Well, no, I do. I, I, I totally. You couldn't be more uh, polar opposite because I have it at my number one as well. Uh, in the good, I love it. Well, oh, there you oh, go. It's great. But I, you know, I can I can see where you're coming from, Finny. <laughs> so num- my number one good. Oh God, this an artist. That, well, it's an artist that his
1: music has stood the test of time, I believe. Oh, okay. And I've actually elevated it to number one because I realised how it, this was a terrible era for music. You know, sometimes there's these great times of music, as we saw in the early to mid '70s, where where you came out of the protest songs and, and, and you had the Beatles and you had the Stones and you had disc, you know you had disco and there were so many different genres at work But this really. Yeah, this is a terrible time for music, unless being parodied in the movie American Psycho, where it's fantastic. But but so I'm giving extra marks to Prince to be able to come up with his music during this period. And I think controversy is certainly one of you know one of his songs that I like. I'm not a huge fan of his, but I say to have been able to think like that during this period of cocaine induced stupidity is magnificent
2: yeah yeah I don't mind controversy I quite like controversy um, yeah good choice though I can't I have to say what about me no definitely that's my number one good that's my number one good and my number one bad I yeah. mentioned before I, I don't I think this is a a, a blight on the f- very fine record uh, that uh, the band this blokes in have carved out over decades and decades but Bill Wyman's comeback, Suzanne. Sorry, that is just bloody awful. That is <laughs> that that is like something something that um, that Tommy Steele should have done in 1950, and it should have stayed there. Wow! Just an awful, awful, awful song.
0: Poor old Bill, he no. was going out with a fourteen-year-old 14 when he put that
2: song out. She was twelve. Um, <laughs> <Was> She's <12? laughs> twelve. No, she was fourteen, I think. Now, some of the comments off the uh, off the Facebook page um, under the uh, name of Johnny Peters in reverse: the best, hop, skip, jump, Homo sapien, and love action. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tim says, "Almost with you" stands out a mile as the best. Did like Body and Soul from Starstruck, a very much underrated movie. And Tim makes the good point, and believe it or not, only because of the Seinfeld episode where George uses it as his answering machine. It was the uh, theme from the Greatest American Hero, if you remember that one. And I, I watched George's answering machine video this morning; it's very, very funny. Uh, David says the songs I loved when I was nearly sixteen years old: "Centerfold," "Tainted Love," and "Just Can't Get Enough." But "Almost With You" by The Church was my favorite, followed by "Forever Now" by The Chisels. Sam Says Best, Controversy by Prince. Um, still holds up Woo-hoo! after 40 years. Number two, Forever Now by Cold Chisel. And number three, Harden My Heart by Quarterflash, one of the most recognisable sax riffs ever. Uh, worst it's it. Worst. Worst. <laughs> worst <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. The worst from Sam was was Comeback Suzanne, uh, The Land of Make Believe by (sighs) the the ABBA Wannabes, and Young Turks by Rod Stewart, which Sam points out every time I hear it, I can only ever see the Paul Hogan send up, which, if you can remember, was hysterical. Um, his, His Rod Stewart. Um, Kenny Francis, I'll give his worst ones. We gave his best ones were "Make a Move on Me" by Olivia Newton John. "I'm an Island" and wired for Sound." His worst were "Controversy," "You Saved My Soul" by Burton Cummings, and "Just Can't Get Enough" by Depeche Mode. Um, yeah, well, all right. Is it, uh, I'm not going.
1: I'm not going to say anything about Kenny's choices this week. <laughs>
2: Fair enough. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert Rice's mm-hmm. best three, Forever Now, Dirty Creature and Just Can't Get Enough. His worst, I Can't Go for That, Come Back, Suzanne and China Blue by Julie Anthony. Oh, that wasn't an, an honourable mm-hmm. mention. I'll tell you what is a good song that we did mention was uh, Elvis Costello's Good Year for the Roses. That's a good oh, song. Oh, excellent. Good song. Yeah, bad song. Yeah, another one we did mention. Brett mentions this one. He's got Richard Clapton at number one, Church at number two, and number three forever now, but he gives an honourable mention to Mark Gillespie's Nothing Special, which is a good song. Good song.
1: Yeah. Now, now, how about it is Cup Week. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Burton Cummings, but anybody with the surname Cummings might be all right.
2: <laughs> I, I love Burton Cummings' voice. He was the lead singer of Guess Who, who had, you know, American Woman and all that stuff, and he he had a fairly reasonably successful solo career. He's had it, a Canadian bloke. I, I love his voice, and I, I loved uh, Stan Tall, his his album. This is a shocking song, You Saved My Soul, but you're right. Cummings and Cup Week, it all fits together.
1: That's where Young Turks came from. I to that song by Rodney Crowell, Stars oh. on the Water. yeah. Let me tell you, it does not start down, 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 down bum, bum,
2: No, Rodney Crow's a country singer who was married, I think he was married to Carlene Carter at one stage. She's the one I'm thinking it of. She was the daughter of shit Carter. <laughs> Can you go back in your box? <laughs> so, Sorry. We're trying to help. <laughs> trying to be helpful. Thanks very much. Uh, yes, from Bucks Fizz all the way through. Thank you, Brian. It's been. It's been – it's been a pleasure as always. Young Turk comes from that album by Rod Stewart. It's no. Called, it, stomach, it, stomach Full it, of Cummings. Stop it.
0: stomach full of cumbers, which is the follow up to his other album. All right, I'm yeah. going now.
2: <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Thank you, Finey. It's been wonderful catching up with you, Finey. Take care and uh, and be well and I hope you're back the cup winner. You know what? Mm-hmm. As I've always
1: said, I said I say to my I say to my missus, why can't we win Taps Lotto? And she says, because we never buy a ticket. Exactly. And, and I might be in the same boat this year. Did you back the winner of the Cup? No, because I might not have a bet.
2: Yep, yep. It's sort of – it is a bit like that. But uh, we shall convene in a week's time, gentlemen. Thank you. Take Beautiful. care. Beautiful. And I'll talk to you both very soon. Be uh, be good to each other. Can
0: I just give my tips to the Cup?
2: Yeah. No, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's number four.
1: Nope. It. Okay. I don't know why I said that. I just thought,
0: we know, the cup's coming up, so we should give a tip. You should pick a number, and so you should find me too.
2: Number, we don't know what the horses are. Okay, I'll go number seven. Pick a number. Okay. I'll, I'll go number eighteen. One, right. seven, and eighteen. There's your. Uh, there's your little sort of duet or exact order. Four, seven, and eighteen. That's four, your trifecta. Four, seven, and eighteen. Four,
0: seven, and eighteen.
2: All right. Put Probably on your pay, boys. i that
0: nine hundred bucks.
1: Sorry, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.